say that you did get real okay Coughs okay i'm sorry this. start he the says, show he says he's good to go and then he does that it hits Soon me out of nowhere start, he's like <laughs> oh d- look at the levels down there they look different for you no they, everything looks great especially for you yours looks spot on they look for the first time in years they look like they're actually reflecting what i'm hearing yeah yeah and that's something yeah do you guys say swedish or swedish meatballs what? How's it pronounced? Okay. I don't know why you'd want to start a show off like this. Yeah, what are you doing besides why, making people why would, turn off? Why would you want your friends to be happy before we do a show together? We have to be together for an hour. Why would you set us off like that? I'm just now kind of realizing that it's Swedish because of the country Sweden. Like, why no, did they no. have? Why did they have meatballs? Because most meatballs are Italian, they happen to also be, you know, meatball heavy, and it's a different type of meatball than what most people are used to having. But did you really not know it had anything to do with Sweden? Well, it's wait, so you're means. you're explaining to me Here though the distinction like craft beer versus like just beer. So craft beer calls itself craft beer because of what it's not, right? It doesn't. Because of the mainstream, uh, I mean, it, people would so you have to differentiate yourself, yeah, yeah. People will tell you there's artisan, there's craft in it, and we do it differently than the big corporate brewers and everything. But basically, what they're trying to do is distinguish what they are not by telling you wh- what the name is. So, Swedish meatballs, you're telling me it's a meatball that's saying we're from Sweden, not from Italy. I mean, I don't know because I'm not sure what's in a Swedish meatball. I've never had a Swedish meatball, I don't think. Jason, you're acting like you went through school and learned this or something. <laughs> everybody everybody knows what a Swedish meatball is. Well, but, like, what is it? Why do this? So Swedish that, pe- Sweden has its own meatball. Sweden has several of its own dishes. Which are native. Name one other to- thing called Swedish that you would know that they have a cuisine. Swedish fish. That's. You just made shit up. That's not I bet true. They have like some kind of like salted preserved fish that you can break up and put on a toast or something. You know what's not Swedish fish like Looks like Swedish meatballs have a gravy over the top that's kind of, of course a, they do. a lighter gravy. But don't the Italian Americans call the tomato sauce gravy? Well, that I guess you can make it like that. Yeah, most people do. They let's see. Here's my next question: have a mixture of pork and beef, and they have warm spices such as nutmeg and allspice. So it's just a different. You can't take a typical what you would just call a meatball and and then say that this is the same thing. You have to differentiate it. Look. Italian food's not my most favorite, but I do like it, and it is an in- incredibly expansive cuisine. So, I have no problem with them laying claim to the term meatball. So it's definitely pronounced Swedish meatball. I don't Did think you really. It's the ever, meat- I want to really he, no, more get into no, that. I no, need to get into that. Don't give no. him the satisfaction. Right? I want to know if he satisfaction. ever really thought the word was not pronounced Swedish because that's literally the word. I don't know that I a hundred percent. Internalized. There's no way. He's doing comedy bits now. Is what he, the, the, he's doing bits. Hey, I got to speaking of comedy. You think they'll allow this to be taught in Florida? <laughs> yeah, because Swedish people are all white. <laughs> <laughs>
Okay, that's Demon funny. Demon that's Demon funny. Demon Sometimes Demon he hits. Demon he hit Demon on that Demon one. Demon Demon yeah. It was a Demon long way to go, wasn't it? Demon it was. Human dads. Human dads. Human dads. Human dads. Human dads. Human Human dads. Human dads. Human dads. Human dads. Human dads. Human Human dads. Get up off your ass. Human dads. Human dads. Human dads. Human dads. Get up off your ass. Oh your mom. Saturday morning. Get up off your ass for the Human Dads Podcast. It is Saturday morning, February 4th, coming out of a week where we've all been stuck inside. Got a question for you real quick right off the top. Do you guys mind if Shep comes in to tell us something? Of course we don't. Bring it. Yeah, I, I, We don't usually receive uh, communique in the middle of the show with a request that uh, somebody wants to tell us something. They usually just barge in here and say something like, did you know that rain was falling right now? Like I need it. Hey, pal, come on over here. You got to talk into the mic, but uh, don't yell. So go ahead and say what you need to say or ask what you need to ask. It's something I want to tell you. Oh, you want to tell me something? Is it private in nature or do you think everybody? It's would... nature. It's nature. Okay, go ahead. It is um, nature. There, there, there's this ad in it and it's and there's a bunch of freezing dogs and and it says, and, and, and if you just scan, and if you just sign online, you, you can help the doggies. Oh, my God. Freezing in the, in the cold snow. That okay. is adorable. That is... We will definitely help those dogs. How's that sound? Yeah, you just have to sign up online. I will go on, on the line, and we will help those dogs. And, and you better sign up on that line. Okay, will do. Love that, you, boy. What a... What a what a sweet boy he is. Okay. I don't I don't know where we're where we're watching ad right now, but uh apparently there are some dogs freezing outside in the snow and you have to go online to help them. So anything uh, to help the good puppy dog. It's a PSA to everybody listening right now. Make sure you go online and help the dogs suffering in the snow. Now For did you tell a him a second there I thought he said donkeys because he was away from the mic? Yeah. And I knew he said, figured he would say doggies, but I thought, wait, did he say donkeys? Because, I mean, when he no. said he originated on an ad, then all bets are off. It could have been anything. You know, I'm all for helping the donkeys, too. Don't get me wrong. Sure. Did, did you tell him about that time you strangled that dog in the bathtub? That wasn't me. And that didn't actually happen. Mm, that was the my. Record, the record says it was you. That was my grandma that I was explaining that story about. My grandma, who was married to my grandpa, who earlier this week found out that he had a daughter he knew nothing about. So how's that oh, for the start oh, of the show? The, what a good Lord. Drop that in everybody's lap. 85. I bet, and- I've, got, I bet I've got one of those, but we would have to know my grandpa to know whether or not he had oh, one of way those, to go, so. Brad, way to hey, go. Hey, right. No, I'm Might saying be- it's a whole nother level on, on top of that. Might be related to the guy I call Grandpa. For all we know. Yeah, we don't know. It was uh, out, I think they started out kind of West Texas and wound up in the Marble Falls area. Uh, So, you know, not terribly far from your locale. 
there. I feel like I feel like our crew was not even really able to go that far. I mean, Marvel. it is what two hours past you there. Yeah, and I don't know that in those days that that was even feasible. Like this, where the wagon that, stops. Imagine I don't know that, that we were going though, dude. More than twenty or thirty miles radius. I don't think my grandpa listens. Resources. I don't think he listens. So hopefully, I'm not sharing information that he doesn't want to share. But imagine that, dude. You're 85, <clears throat> and you find out somebody had a whole lifetime uh, that you that you helped to sire, and you just didn't even know at all. I think my first reaction would be why'd you bother telling me it was a a 23 and me situation and nobody told she didn't uh thought that she didn't she wasn't trying to pursue this or find this out uh his granddaughter through his estranged daughter uh on the side that i don't really know i mean i know her now but we didn't grow up knowing them at all uh she took a 23 and me test connected to his brother who i knew my uncle tommy and then those people connected to my uncle tommy somebody over there took a test and then they found out there's this person that nobody knows had those two people in common so they contacted that person and she said i'm from here and i was adopted in this year and this was my mother but again why'd they take it to your granddad's front door like just all that to me is coming from only one degree removed from people in that situation. What I have been privy to in terms of how people feel about that is I'm grown. You weren't there. You're not anyone to me. So I don't, I mean, I know everybody's got a different viewpoint. Yeah. He's pretty go with the flow. And this lady is like, I grew up adopted and I had a nice life. My parents are both dead now. And, I'm all good with all of this, but I think it's more of like a, hey, it's cool to have the information to close the circle there. And like I said, he's a, I don't know if he was all the, always this way, but he's a very much go with the flow 85 year old. Um, I would imagine there, most of them get to 85 and or go with the flow. Cause you know, what are you, Oh yeah. I can't, what are you going to do with the flow other than go with it? <laughs> right. Uh, at 85 years old. But I thought that was interesting. My mom called me and, and told Dude. me that last night. You realize we're halfway to 85 right now? We are li- literally halfway to 85. Because I I'm might not going to be old. I'm going to be, you know, aged, but I'm not going to be old. Not in my mind. Yeah, same here. Well, as long as my brain keeps working, right. at least as well as it is right now, I'll be fine. <clears throat> but we are halfway to 85 as we sit here today on this podcast. I might be, I might be damn near exactly halfway. I'm, I'm I'm just halfway. You I'm know what? Be 43 in a month. I'm I've just past the, the, point. the 42 mark. So, so you're not halfway yet. I am exactly 30 days away from halfway to 85. Halfway to 85. New name of the podcast. Boy, that's not a bad name. That's not a bad name, actually. Let's get Have some you guys heard made. that? Uh, yeah, let's get some t-shirts made. You heard that one poem? See how uh, dismissive he was of that, Rylan? Yeah, he dismisses us on T-shirts. I've like been offering to buy listeners T-shirts for over a year. I, okay, here's what I promise you for Black History Month. Okay, uh, this uh, is my Black History Month promise. Do you want to just hit the apology beat now, or <laughs> should we wait till next week? 
Because we can do either one. Here's my Black History Month promise. Okay. I will get t-shirts in the in the I will get them. I don't know about made this month, but I will get the ball rolling a hundred percent, I guarantee everybody, for Black History Month. That's how do okay. we, what's the benchmark metric for getting having gotten the ball rolling? We got to make sure. We I'm not going to say you can have email. them hard in your hand by the end of February, but designs, orders, design? all of it will been will have been uh, finished so by end of February. You're going to have a design. You're going to select a vendor. You're going to pick materials, and you're going to make an order. Correct. Wow. Okay. Just waiting on case. by the end of February. The only thing we will be doing is waiting on delivery. Get why don't we just be ready? Why don't we, why don't you just do like a t-shirt drop shop? They let anybody become a t-shirt designer nowadays. You just make them and then people go out and buy them as they want to. It's great. Well, first off, the designs aren't going to be just ass. So well, no, let's, they let you, let, let's they, start there. They let you put anything you want on there. You just upload the image and it's on your shirt. Which exactly. I have to, to put out some RFPs for images. I'm going to do uh, some consult. I know some graphic design guys. I got mm -hmm. another okay. uh, graphic design guy I know All in right. Australia. Real talented bloke. Mate, okay. if you will. Okay. I, I'm going to put yeah, out some RFPs. definitely not a bloke. He's a mate. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to put out some RFPs, and we'll see what comes back. And then, obviously, we'll use said designs at one of your drop shop t-shirt. I mean, if can you're such we, a damn pro. Can we do a, a halfway to 85 shirt? Because to me... I feel like we are in the absolute prime of a our life and b our fatherhood, like prime right now. At three for you, okay? I've okay. been thinking about this for a while. I want to go urine shirt no, with the yes, that. where where the where the thing saying go urine is a bedpan like Clippy veto, from veto, Microsoft. Veto, veto, veto <laughs> so like hard. Clippy, like Clippy. So the bedpan is like Clippy. So it'll have a face and a mouth. And then it, he's going to be saying, go urine. So that's that's idea number one. Uh, okay. Then we got I, idea number two is going to be a human dad's logo. And then obviously, I think halfway to 85 is some real gold. So, okay. yeah. I, I feel don't like know. We, we, could we put it, could we like mock up a, a speed limit sign that says halfway to 85? Does that work for you? Is that what you're thinking? Or maybe did I you want it? right. I trust your. I trust both of your. Or you want it artistic. written like a Van Halen T-shirt? Is that no. what you're looking for, Gramps? I really like the. I like the feel, the look and feel of our human dad logo that that exists now. I like that's that. that's horrible. That took me five seconds to put together on like whatever the generic look picture editor software that comes you know on your your uh, PC is. Yeah, I think it's literally called Picture Editor. One of us here is a marketing expert. Ryland, are you are you a, a market? Do you do marketing for work? I thought it'd been long established that I do computer. Okay, so it's not Ryland. Brad, are you? Do you do marketing for work? I'm just curious. I I thought I knew because I remember in the early days of the podcast, you you said you were in dental, but I'm mm -hmm. sure there's a marketing component. Are you the Are you the marketing guy here? I guess that's not me. No, yes, it's not you. That only so leaves you. That leaves old baseball do as the marketing expert. Uh huh. The logo is so good. As the marketing expert, I think so you too. think that jacked I think up the, 
ad hoc nature of it is what makes it good. It's not it's off center. It's 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 not there was super some crisp. intention. I, I don't want to yeah. take too much credit because it's a horrible logo, but there was some intention in making it not look good. Yeah, I like that's why it's good. It has yeah. it has a lot of things going for it. I agree. Uh, I want to take a turn, Jason. You remember oh, no. when you had the encounter with the? I guess it was a UPS driver. You know, we told the story, and you were out in the neighborhood walking. I'll never forget it. Unfortunately, you you were walking on the sidewalk. I assume, right? I'm a sidewalk guy now, unless like in, I live in regular clothing, just walking about your neighborhood. That's true, but I just want to know where you were. You were walking on the sidewalk, right? Yeah, usually I'm a sidewalk guy, unless I, like at the end of my street, Ryland's like a dead end, and no cars come down that thing. And if I and so so the only way a car could approach me is from in front of me. And so I will walk occasionally in the middle of the street because it's more level than the sidewalks over here. A lot of oak trees, a lot of big trees that pop up the sidewalks. So occasionally I will do that, but I would never disrupt any sort of traffic by doing that. So usually, yes, sidewalk. There's certainly over the last year, but I feel like it's been building and it has come to a head in the last year, an epidemic of people that on very busy roads in my neighborhood and nearby will walk or jog or do whatever else you would do in the damn street when there's a sidewalk right there. And sometimes mm. you don't see them because there's a curve or a car parked by the curb or whatever. And then you look up and there's a person or maybe they're not doing the best job of getting to the side of the road. And there's a person doing something in the street where there's a sidewalk. All the shit we make illegal because, oh, it's for your own good. <clears throat> How can you be allowed to walk in the fucking street when there's a sidewalk right next to it? I, th I think... I kind of hope they get hit. I'm putting it out there. Oh, I'm putting it oh, out there. If you walk on the street when there's a sidewalk, I hope you get hit. Happy Black History Month, everybody. And it's going to ruin somebody else's life hitting you. Because you're a weirdo that won't walk on the fucking sidewalk. Oh, what's it called? What's God, it called? What's called? Sidewalk. What's what's the sidewalk called? So what do we think it's for? To enable you to walk on the side of something that you should not be walking on. Oh man, comes from the English sidewalk. The next effing time I get an effing lecture about effing public safety, I'm gonna oh, say no. get your asses on the sidewalk. Oh no! Oh God. You could we'll tell talk. that the you could tell that the city meetings were shut down this week. He didn't get to have this this rant at the zone or board. No, they no, don't address this in plenty of zoning. Zoning no, zoning's very most of the time pretty chill. Zoning's like that's hey, all I got. Guys... I just want to tell everybody that they need to get their dumb feet on the sidewalk and whatever they think they're doing, they're not good enough to be doing it anywhere but the sidewalk. So get your Ooh. get your ass on the sidewalk. I'm, I am safe. really glad. I Did this happen say. to you while you were driving to the grocery store? It happens all the time, and it's just gotten worse over the last couple of years. I've noticed, especially even more recently than that. I mean, and there's one there's one road coming to my house that has a pretty decent curve that you can't see around. Uh huh. And to and Behind to make matters eagle? worse, it's also no, it's well before the eagle. Oh. And to make matters worse, it's also a place where a lot of people tend to park on the street, which. You know, if you need to do that, I'm not going to hate on you for that. Low like, rent. 
Low rent. No, no, no. It's just the way things logistically work out for them, you know, during the day if they have people or whatever. Point being, yesterday or the day before, I was making that turn. And between brick mailboxes and cars on the road, there's a guy, and he's not the most, you know, physically robust guy. He looked kind of like a little bit of an older guy, but not super old. I go around the corner. And he just appears out of nowhere. And I wasn't in any danger of being close to him because I go slow through there. But he buzzed his tower. No, but lesson. I just thought, you know what? This is I'm done with this shit. What are these people doing? Because you I look to the other side of the road and there is a sidewalk right fucking there. I really wanted to stop and say, Hey man, are you, you trying to your get water, killed? You threw your Whataburger cup at him. I'm good. So I no, I said I'm gonna take this to the show and put out a PSA that it needs to become socially acceptable to stop somebody that's not on the sidewalk and say, hey, why don't you walk on the sidewalk? I have to wear a seatbelt to protect myself against myself. Why the fuck are you allowed to walk where I'm driving 30 miles an hour? Jace, in, in, in drivers versus pedestrians, hot take, stay on the sidewalk. Where where do you fall? What's your Stephen A point here about? Um, you know. compare me to Stephen A. I... I I do get annoyed by uh, I don't want to do like a bit that's been done, but I do get annoyed by the things that are in the street, whether it be walkers or bicyclists, when they are slowing me down and they don't need to be. Uh, so I'm kind of with Ryland here. I say we hit them and kill them all. Yeah, if we're going to bring feel it like into they the- slow me down and I actually I don't I really am not a fan of the bikers either, but. They don't need to be on the sidewalk because they could hurt a pedestrian if the pedestrian is on the sidewalk where they're supposed to be, which is another reason why pedestrians should get on the sidewalk. What if someone in a bike runs up on you accidentally? Which we you know, I mean, it's over here in ridiculous. Richardson, we gave the bike people a bike lane and it Dish. was an inch turned into a mile because yeah. now they're like, fuck your stop signs. I'll <laughs> cut you off to get into the bike lane. They yeah. don't give a shit, and I, I got no mercy for the uh, uh, cyclists. Uh, I hope they also, I don't want them to get hurt, but maybe at least get the frame on their bike bent because they have a minor collision with a, a, a motor vehicle. Jace, you mentioned uh, that you walk the one direction because if you walk the other direction down your street, it dead ends into one of the more confusing property situations in a regular suburb that I don't understand because I know at the very far north tip of it, there's like a sign that says it's something, but in your neighborhood, it just kind of dead ends into a chain link fence and it looks like overgrown woods. Uh If I were your kid, let's say if I grew up on that street, I don't know, I might've gotten shot or something because I think there is some sort of building or house back there and I would have wanted to go exploring. Can you tell me what I would have found? Do you know what's back there? Yeah, man, it is a really, I don't know how interesting other people will find this, but it is kind of This is just story. for me because yeah. you have a regular street, right? You're going down a regular neighborhood street and then all of a sudden it just kind of dead ends. There's like a chain link fence and then there's 25 foot tall trees everywhere. If you were to go through that property, you would get to a main thoroughfare that's like 40, 45 miles per hour uh, road where this property backs up into. And there's like a veterinarian and then also like another sign that tells you, I think, what this property is. Or maybe it's for sale. I don't know. It is for sale. Okay. So there's a guy whose name is Craig. 
Okay, I met Craig when I bought the house. And Craig walks around the neighborhood with a shirt that's always halfway buttoned up, dirty as shit, torn up. He's got uh, jeans on that barely, you know, they're like tatters. He looks like a a, a home-free person, okay? Uh, and I met Craig when Craig was rolling around on his tractor in the neighborhood one day. And He's driving a tractor through the neighborhood? Yeah, you know one of those, like, little mini tractor situations? I don't know. What they may not be called tractors, but... Is it actually a John Deere lawnmower situation? No, it's much bigger than that. Okay. Well, anyway, it's got two big wheels like a tractor. It's got wheel. It's got big wheels. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. I met Craig. I assumed Craig was like the neighborhood crazy person, but Craig is was apparently in the oil industry, some sort of engineer, something at some point, and made a whole lot of money. And for whatever reason, I don't have all the gaps to fill in his story. For whatever reason, he moved over here and he talked to the Richardson Independent School District who owned all of that land, all of that creek that was all owned by the school district. Okay. For whatever reason, which is unusual. Typically, the city would own something like that, but the school district owned it. We think it was tied. There's like an environmental center across the street. Right across the street. It's supposed to be an educational environmental center. I think it says such right across on the other side of the street from where we're talking about. It does. So this creek kind of all connects. Like it's, It's a connecting creek that runs through our area. And it's like a, you know, like animals follow the creek. It's, it's been here forever for as long as the neighborhood has. Well, before the neighborhood. So, uh, anyway, I guess he called the school district and goes, how much can I buy this for? I think he wanted a little piece of land. They're like, you can take the whole thing for a million bucks. And, uh, he bought the whole damn Creek. So he owns all of that land. And he just decided he was going to put a big ass like uh, shed on it where all his big it giant look equipment like a is. Shed. Yeah. yeah. Well, he keeps like tractors and shit in there, like giant, like all sorts of giant equipment. And he has goats on his land that roam around, get out all the time, come over to my house looking for food. Uh, he said it's just full of snakes down there. He said he went down is. there to do some work, and there was just like snakes, fucking everywhere and uh he started moving stuff around they would just slither out sorry sorry for our our snake people i apologize for that last part um so yeah and now i'd for whatever reason i haven't spoken to him in a while but he's selling it for six million bucks i think does it have a home on the property no does he live in the neighborhood uh yeah somewhere i don't know where though See, it's really weird, though, because, like I said, it's right off of Campbell. You can drive, like, 40 miles per hour on this road, and you can kind of see, like, the shanty in the distance from the road because all the trees are all overgrown and everything. This is not settled land. No. By any means. And then from your neighborhood side where you would see it, it's also not settled, Mm -mm. but it's just there. Is it? Is it? But it's big enough that he could subdivide it or whoever buys it for six million could subdivide it and then maybe build some houses it's probably two acres three acres oh then how is he gonna get six million for it in the middle of a neighborhood you would have to fill in a creek to build houses which they're not okay well you're not gonna be okay well you're not gonna be allowed to fill in a creek no 
no, it, every every decent watershed around here is going to be under the purview of some you know lake watershed close by. So you're probably not getting that. I'm trying to figure out he's not going to if he can even get six million for it. It's like zoned for agriculture. Oh, and then well, and you got that hurdle too. Yeah, that's weird. It's a weird little property. Like I said, if I was a 13 year old kid, I'd have been hopping a fence to see what I could find. Dude, I used of to course. walk that creek as a kid almost every day. I would just go down there and mess around. God knows what sort of stuff was down there. So that creek is, I've been messing. As a kid, I used to do things that now, A, I would be horrified if my kids did it. But looking back, I'm like, what was I doing? I would, there's in our neighborhood, there's this giant sewer, like sewer. The hole is probably five foot tall. Mm-hmm. to get to get in i don't know like why it's that big or because i don't understand sewage systems rylan probably does but uh <laughs> like i used to go in there and walk back there and there's like rooms back there with dirty needles and shit and i was like oh cool there's this is a room with uh with some needles in there and we would just go mess around back there you can't do that stuff right did uh no you can't but we did and it is amazing that uh, we didn't catch ourselves on fire or somebody's house on fire or, you know, some sort of, uh, like you said, city sewage situation catch on fire. Because what we did with was go to those places and automatically start fires like that's that's what we were trying to do uh, was start, start <laughs> fires. Fire was involved in every single activity from like 10 to yeah, I was going to say fifth, fifth grade to about 10 to 14. Like yeah. if there was a moment where you could get three of us together and there were no adults supervising anything, could we time. let off a firework or yeah. could we start a fire or could we get a, a, a hairspray torch going? Like there was always fire in the mix uh, yes. in those three to four years right there. Absolutely. Speaking of the children, how's... uh? How's everybody doing after this week? It's always uh, fun to be stuck in the house for for us. It was a better part of 72 hours. I'll, hey, I say I, that. I got home Monday afternoon early from work before the ice started to come down. And I don't think I left the house until Thursday morning sometime. Let me tell you the ignorance of certain decision makers. Uh-oh. You have to, to two rants for a school. No, this isn't a rant. This is just explaining the asinine nature of these things to get a school day to count as, yeah, you went to school on this day. You have to be there at nine 30 AM. Yeah. At that point, the state says you made it, you did it. You don't have to make it up. My kids on and wife on Monday, because they all live and work at the same school, got up on Monday and went to school, which starts at seven 40. And they were sent home at like 8.45 on Monday. Monday. Monday was fine. You could it have was, had school Monday. Maybe yeah, an early release. You yeah, could have done a new release. School gets out at 3, and y'all are much further west, so it started with you guys first before it got over here to us. But We, we could have made it to an early release middle day at least easily. I drove home at 3 o'clock, usually leave work 5, 5.30, drove home at 3 o'clock without incident and did not see anything that was alarming. Yeah. So I say that just to say that our period of 
home time started at 9 a.m. on Monday with everyone home and obviously didn't end because didn't end until Friday night after school had been canceled for the day when the kids went to a PTA movie night event that was scheduled and held at the same school that was closed that day. Friday, Our school uh, district can't figure out how to have enough buses for people and so they're like, well, we can't do a late start because we have too many. We got to send the buses too many places. What are they Your talking job about? is to open is the schools, buy more buses. They're a capital expenditure. Buy them. It's. I'm. I'm just. It, I'm so sick of this crap, dude. I was a uh, do a late start like we used to do ten years ago. I was a bit chagrined. Uh, chagrined is a fun word that uh, Friday school was canceled and then I got up to go to work Friday morning and found out that uh, it was worse than I thought and somebody had died at the exit for our work off of 635 Mm -hmm. and there was like 160 accidents in like a seven hour period uh, between Thursday middle of the night and Friday start of the morning uh, so that was cool. I think the school district might have gotten it right, uh, at least over here. I don't know where it hit Could've you. Could have done a late start. Could have done a ten. Remember when we used to do a ten a.m. start? You guys remember those? But like you said, if it doesn't, if they don't hit the nine thirty, does it count? Yeah, it counts. Okay, I agree. Hours. It has to do with number of hours they're there or something. I like was that. driving with the kids at like ten fifteen past the school, thinking, "Well, look at that." That. Uh, that looks yeah. like it could be navigated. One of the things, a late start on Thursday and Friday. You know, we're always talking a, about if you were logistically equipped to actually accommodate a late start. How uh, we're always talking about how fast the time moves, right? You look at your kids and you miss the little ones that they were. You love them now that they're grown. You know, but they're not the little anymore that you you, you fell in love with so much. And that shit gets thrown right up against the wall at about hour 36 of being stuck in the same place with them. Is that, yeah. is that everybody else's experience? Yeah, I it was it was a tough one. I will say this. I, I came to a realization and I wanted to tell you guys to give you a little bit of hope or not hope, but to, to prepare you for what's coming. Because your kids are younger, a little bit younger than mine for the most part. Um, the one benefit that I got to experience because of this, and I didn't realize that, that it happens on the weekends too, because it, it's just natural now and I haven't really focused on it, but not having to get your kids. It, so on nights where my kids don't have anything to wake up for the next day, there's no bedtime routine. It's like, all right, you guys go to bed when you want to. Like you, I got a 14 year old. He plays video. Now we'll go in and go, dude, don't stay up all night. Uh, you know, don't, don't do something stupid, but there's no routine. There's no, all right, I got to take you there to do this. Let's get you ready for bed. You're not tired. I don't care. You got to lay down like that beating of getting your kids ready for bed before school that went away this week. And that is a small, a small, uh, bit of, uh, joy in what was otherwise a horrible week not having the after schools any after school stuff at all was nice yeah that too it just made everything way more chill but we were ready for some time apart by wednesday night 
for sure. Yeah, like I said, 36 hours. Yeah. It's like that first day you're like, oh, this is great. Let's movie time it up. Let's get the hot chocolate, everybody. Or whatever well, I was you're planning. a normal day, you know, because I work here. So yeah. to, to my That's coworkers, the other thing. Yeah. there was no difference. But the three of them were on quasi-vacation. And I would get up to just walk in there to get water or go pee. And I would, hey, Dad, we're making... We're making jelly beans. You want one? They had this little candy making kit that they found when they were trying to find stuff to do. Or, hey, dad, let us give you a tattoo. You know, they had all these little crafts they were doing. And I'm like, guys, I don't I'm still working. And then I yeah. walk out at like 1:30. Are you done working? No, I'm just going to pee. And I walk out at three to get water. Are you done working? No, I'm just thirsty. I was kind of ready to not I, ready, I was ready to be alone. <laughs> Yeah, oh, I definitely I know the other person that I live with who works from home uh, was <laughs> she walks yeah. out and is like, oh, shit, my whole day is thrown off just because, you know, she starts her day in one space, moves to the office at one point, And with three people home, like, you know, all the spaces are taken up with the exception of where she works. And so she's just kind of got to go back here in her little cave and stay back here because like she like you just said it's going to be a distraction otherwise if not the thing i have the thing i don't understand is these people they're old enough now they know what time of day things happen they're cognizant of their own schedules they'll tell you even maya who's in second grade she can tell you oh it's a tuesday i go to i go to art after school and i get home around five like she understands time but for some reason when they are all having fun and they see me they just can't compute that I don't get to just have fun. And it was exhausting because mm. I like to break the day up every now and then by going to grab a coffee or going to grab lunch. And I wasn't doing any of that. So by like Wednesday afternoon, I'm sitting here working and I'm just not able to focus and I can't figure out why am I so unable to focus. And then I realized I hadn't left home since I went to get groceries before noon on Sunday. Stir crazy, I think, is the term. Because I, I engineer, I like to make my Sundays where I don't leave. I like Obviously. to get stuff done on Sunday, and then I want to be home, chilling. If I want to drink a little bit more than normal, yeah, free to do so. Have a little Watch pop. football. We had championship games, so I was watching football. I knew we were going to get ice, but I thought, oh, you know, kids will miss a day or maybe two days of school. I didn't know we were going to just completely throw out the playbook that as a 43-year Texas resident we've used all these years to determine when to go to school and for how long. It's like all that's out the window now. Now it's just we're, we're, we're not going to go. We're going to apply for a waiver from the state so we don't have to make the dates up. And we're going to, you know, screw up everybody's routine in the process. Jace, did you have something? Oh, I never do. Okay. Big old bag. You got a in, movie to empty review? Bag. <laughs> No, uh, can I ask? We've talked a little bit about the uh, the the filling up the child's schedule and the routine and everything, but uh, I, d I don't know if I mentioned, but we're taking a little bit of a different approach this spring. Remember, I was telling you we we feel like we've built this life where we've really catered to the kids so much that they just uh, yeah, kind of having touch on that a little bit. Last yeah, week just kind of having a hard time keeping everything into perspective and feel like they're getting a little bit. Rylan burned his mouth uh, with some coffee. You hate to see it. Uh, I feel like they're so getting a little bit of dude. ill perspective. And so we just want to dial some stuff back and say, hey, let's play with the toys we have. Let's play at the house we got. Let's have fun in the backyard we have. Rather than trying to build 
all of these events and buy all this stuff and do all I'm not these things. Take you to the trampoline park every Saturday. Yeah, we're just because we're just trying to dial it back around. Yeah, uh, I, feel trying, that, I feel that heavily. So we're about to enter to tomorrow night. We have one of those horribly late games that I told you all about with basketball. We have a 645 start of practice, 730 start of game. The next weekend is Super Bowl weekend, so there's no basketball games. Then the weekend after that, we have a Saturday game and a Sunday game, and we're done with basketball. And at that point, gentlemen, per this, it's a temporary approach. I know it is, but per this new temporary approach where we're dialing back child activity, child gifting, all this child-centric stuff, we will not have a weekend scheduled youth sporting event for I don't know, until summer, some point, because we are going to move into the, my thought is at least the one night karate instruction during the week and the one night dance class during the week for the other child. And at some point in there, we'll mix in a swimming class. Uh, so because the other one, the younger one, Shep wants to uh, competitively swim and you have to pass a, a certain threshold um, to be able to compete within the swimming league. Uh, and he's not there yet, so he's going to have to do some practice. But even then, that's like a 40-ish minute practice. It's typically like Saturday mornings. And then the karate, which again involves no output from your boy here. just You're not teaching karate? Just driving. <laughs> And I'll, I'm, I'm going to be one of the dads that goes in there and sits and watches. I I, don't. I would like to go to Brad's karate class where Brad teaches me karate. That's what I want want out of this. But part, part of it was, look, we want to do less for the kids, but I'm just going to be real honest with you. There's a little bit of break in between seasons, which is typically like a month, maybe six weeks. But going back two straight years, take a year off for the pandemic and then two years before that, like I was coaching pretty much every season. There were, there were, there weren't huge breaks in there is what I'm saying. And part of the reason why I was like, let's dial it back is I, I love the youth sports. I love coaching the youth sports, but part of it was, I just don't feel like coaching and doing the thing with the soccer starting right after basketball starts. Basketball is going to end on the 18th, 19th. Soccer would start by mid-March. I think it, you've it, more than paid your dues. I don't think you have to coach ever again for as much as you've already done it. You know, if you if you roll out of bed one day and you're like, eh, I think next season in whatever sport I want to coach again, by all means do it. But, man, you've definitely – more than contributed your fair share of time to that stuff. Yeah, and I think that there is scientific proof that says that parents that sort of commit their whole life to their kids, like every waking moment to their kids, are not healthy parents for a million different reasons. Sure. So taking that break seems like the right thing to do for your kids. Everybody involved. Your, yeah. I've seen it obviously not with a, not with a ton of people that I know all that well but you you see the evidence of it of the the sports just eating up the parents schedules and I don't understand it at all. I mean I believe me I understand your kids getting good and getting older and you want to make sure you foster it and give them the opportunity to succeed if they're showing some talent but 
you know, there's a, there's a time and a place for that. And I've seen plenty of people that are doing it at a way younger age. Like we've always talked about. And just for, just because it's kind of the thing to do and it's like so overdone. And it's easy to wrap. I just don't understand. Up. I understand wanting your kid to do something, but I don't understand giving over your entire weekend for months at a time. That's the part I can't get over. I don't get that. Like, why did you grow up and want to be a grown up to, so that you could be dragged around by the dick by some pro sports league all weekend for six months? Like, I don't get it. The I agree with you. I think the other part of it, too, is it's easy to become wrapped up in the identity of it all. Like yeah, the that's why. it's not. Yeah, it's not just that they like the sport anymore. It's like that's who they identify as is youth sports coach and as much as i joke about it and i love it i really do love it there's a, a, a level that i'm just not willing to go to uh at all right now well uh, hell, it, or, or day, likely weekend. ever li likely if you, ever if if you were super into it and it was like yeah man every saturday between you know january and may is gonna be volleyball okay great but all day Saturday and all day Sunday or, or better yet, not necessarily even just all day Saturday, all day Sunday, all day Saturday in, I don't know, Cleburne, Texas. Yeah. And yeah. then we come back on Sunday and play in our regular situation over in grapevine. Like I'm not here to judge those people. Uh, cause I do believe we have at least one or two listeners who are already, into uh, travel sports leagues for their what I would deem pretty young child, child in our same age bracket. And they're already, uh, you know, getting in the, the car, or the truck for three or four hours a weekend and going to tournaments uh, and good on them. Not the way I want to spend my weekend uh, at this age. And I don't for, like Sheb six. I don't foresee that changing at eight. You know what I mean? I don't I don't have that. Uh, desire to do that thing that much. Yeah, I can't do it. Uh, and if 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 one of my kids ends up being good enough at something that that's what they're doing, great. But they're going to be, you know, old enough and good enough that it's like super justified. I just can't. Like, I don't understand. I need my downtime. I mean, I'm just a guy that needs downtime. Just a guy part of these downtime, Brad. I mean, come on. I'm, I'm right there with him. The other part of it, too, uh, to your point, Jason, that the people who, you know, make their kid their life so kid centric that they're doing everything for their kid. Part of the reason I want to step back too, and I've talked about this with Sage and, and uh, she's older now. I want him to listen to other people. You know, he's he plays soccer, basketball, t-ball with me throughout the year. Uh, he was possibly going to do flag football. We decided not to do that. I want him to have a different coach. I want him to to have to learn to engage and listen to somebody that's that's not me and adjust to like other personalities. He, he's and, never he's never yeah. had an extracurricular activity outside of school where he's listening to another adult of authority. It's always a, been me. A valuable social skill. Yeah, Make right. It, like get, he, let, let him be a little uncomfortable sometimes. You got to learn to listen to somebody else. You got to learn to respond to somebody else's harsh criticism or mm -hmm. forceful criticism, if you will, or, you know, instruction in different ways. Uh, I think part of it, too, is maybe I am overbearing or hard on him because he is my kid. And maybe that would do him some good to get out from under 
uh, dad's thumb. I, I don't know, but I, I just think it's a good idea. You hear those stories about like the college uh, quarterback who's like, yeah, my dad coached me my whole career in my favorite sport of football. He peewee. And then once I got to high school, he was the coach. He's always been my coach. And that all sounds well and good for like the one out of a million kids who make it to the league or whatever. But I don't know. I just think it's really important that you have to figure out, like you said, how to adjust to other people. Yeah, I agree. It's a big social skill. I'm just afraid of, that's a good point. And I'm afraid of, uh, if I was a coach, all the other parents would be like, why is this guy wasting everybody's time? Like, do I really know how to coach? Not that anybody really does at that level. If you're volunteering, some do, but I don't need to be like learning how to coach people while I'm taking people's children's time and their time to do it. So I just would rather not. Part I, told, of it. I, had a, I had a friend ask me this year if I wanted to do softball. He's very big into his kids are big softball and, and baseball players. And they, they have four years done what we just described in terms of being gone all weekend and everything. And, but he's got a good attitude about it as far as like the expectations of the kids. So he always knows we're on the same page. And he hit me up for Layla's age group because she's going to do uh, the modified coach pitch, kid pitch, softball again. And he said, hey, do you want to coach in this in this league? And I said, no. And I told him all the reasons. I just told you guys. I said, I'm far more comfortable deciding how to spend people's tax money than their <laughs> kids' time. Like, I, that uh, tells you where my head is at. I can't I – I mean, I don't want to waste any – I don't want to be sitting there on a Wednesday night running some drill and all the dads being like, what the fuck is this guy doing right now? I definitely feel that there are times where I feel like I put pressure on myself to not be out there looking like I'm, you know, wasting kids times. Uh, I would say I think for what this coaching calls for, I'm good at it. People have been very nice and said some very nice things. I think part of that is also that people just recognize that you were willing to volunteer to get the time. Yeah. They weren't going to. So obviously there's some gratitude there, but there is a. Uh, stress is the wrong word. Ease, uneasiness that you're like, I'm making this. I'm not a coach. I'm making this up just like everybody else. I do go online. I watch instruction videos for each of the leagues. You do have to go through some sort of, you know, in some situations, very minimal, what I would consider training and or just making sure that you have the right kind of pulse for this. Um, uh, but I've been pretty fortunate in that we've been on some teams that experience success. And so I feel like nobody really looks at anything because the results work out. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Like you're not, mm -hmm. you're not getting looked at a certain way. If your kid's happy because they're winning every weekend, like they don't, they don't really give you too much scrutiny with as much as like, I feel like I've had one parent come up to me and give me that kind of, do you know what you're doing? Could you do this? And it turned out that dad was former college baseball player and just missed the window to sign up and be coach himself uh, that season. And, and, you know, mom came up to me and said, hey, I noticed that batting order is always this way. Do you think that's fair? And it's kind of like, yeah, but now that you're bringing it up, sure, I'll change because obviously this was so important that you felt like you had to bring it up 
And then, uh, you know, kids will say things that uh, maybe mom and dad said at home and said daughter said something along the lines of uh, my dad said he's going to coach next year because he doesn't always like our practices. Oh, you know, no. I'd beat that kind of thing. Dad. I'd beat the shit out of that dad right in front of his kids. Yeah. No, beat the sh- no I would, but I would, I would I know. absolutely be confrontational. Yeah. Of course, we're going to beat him to the ground yeah. and what make his kids watch you do that. I, I mean, I, well, wouldn't, I would I would make sure it was as far away from the kids as possible, probably with a phone call. But I mean, it would be like, hey, so you're you're so invested in this that you couldn't figure out how to uh, be a coach before the deadline, huh? Yeah. yeah. So the other part of uh, confrontation was he'd actually have to, you know, be there. So. Oh no. He I, he had a lot of opinions for the amount of times that he was actually there. So. Yeah, uh, Brad. This is why this is a, this is your game and not my game. Good yeah, for him. You know what? The experiences we've had have been awesome with with what the girls have played um, in basketball and then with Layla doing softball. Everybody's been nice and good. And I'm like you. I'm like, hey. You're given the time, whatever you say goes, you're the coach. Let me, I'll help carry this piece of equipment or go pick up those balls or whatever. Cause I'm glad I don't have to figure out how to run a practice and everybody's happy. And I mean, that's it. Like I don't take it. I played enough growing up with random guys, dads coaching us that I know what the deal is. My expectations are fair, I think, which is just thank you for organizing a bunch of kids in an activity and let's go have fun. And that's it. Can I, um, before we end the show, can I confess something? Yeah, I need I to like get this off like my a whole, chest. I feel like it's been a whole, I don't know, one episode since we've had a confession. Yeah. 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 The other night I started to get, um, I started to feel that itch. Uh, it's an itch that's familiar to me and I can't reconcile it because it goes against everything that's in my nature. It doesn't make sense. But I got the itch, and um, spring break is coming up here around the corner. Okay. And uh, started looking at some Disney stuff on, on the internet. Jason, you were just there. Weren't you, you just there? It. You barely made it. When was that? That, that was August, right? That was last summer. Uh, it, was, yeah. it was it was early July, very early July. No way, it was that long ago. Yeah, no wonder we're happy. Remind the people. Oh my God. There was a the dog almost died, and then halfway through the eight day vacation, he got COVID. Everybody except Jason got COVID. That's right. Yeah. And then I had and to then, drive home with a rental car. Well, you know what? Though? I'm going to cut you some slack, man. It may be good for you to have that not be your most recent vacation. I think you need to come away with a better feeling that you had a great vacation. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to write you, give you a pass on this one. I'm so glad you said that because truly that's what's in my head right now is that the last vacation family vacation experience I have is an awful memory. Yeah. In fact, one of the really, the main things I wanted to do at the Disney one of the main rides I wanted to ride, we couldn't do because everybody was coveted up. 
they, they, they just wouldn't a- just they wouldn't just let you go to the park by yourself. <laughs> <laughs> they wouldn't let you put on a bunch of Darth Vader helmets and just, you just look at, let you, you ride just, the ride by yourself. You just look at Sarah and you're like, look, I think I'm technically still within my 90 days here. I'm going to I'll see you guys after lunch. <laughs> I thought about it. Trust me. Um, but yeah, when I think back on that experience, it was just it was bad in a million ways. It was so stressful. It was, um, it was awful, man. Just absolutely awful in every way. And now I'm like a couple things. Okay. A it's March in Florida, March in Florida. We're talking, talking low seventies, Ryland, low humidity for the most part, 70 degrees, sunny, beautiful, Clan rallies, assimilation clinics. I realize it's Florida, but this bubble is is separated from Florida. As we know, Florida is battling with, with this bubble daily because of said bubble. So March, beautiful. On spring break, me. though. Like, it's got to be one of the more crowded times. Yeah, but spring break is different across the country. So... I think it's probably very Let's similar. Let's say you're to hitting the country with 25% of spring break the week you go. Yeah, but I'm hoping everybody's real poor because of the economy. Like everybody's lost their job and stuff. Did you see the jobs report yesterday, my man? Yeah, new jobs, though, so they probably don't have PTO yet. I'm feeling good. <laughs> I'm feeling good. I'm feeling pretty good. Big dad uh, topic. I was waiting on the jobs report to drop. To figure out spent, spent my Friday night going through those docs. Yeah, so we're I'm in I'm in interest stage, but things are progressing quickly in my mind, and I kind I know myself well enough that when I when I make that decision, it's game over. Dude, eight months. You're gonna go twice in eight months. Yes, you have a bad taste in your mouth. I get yeah. that, but you're gonna go see the mouse at Mouse Proper. You're not even gonna go satellite. Not even gonna go Disneyland. You're going to Mouse's house proper. Yeah, I was twice ask, in eight months. Have you yeah. considered California? The weather's always good. I know. There's more to do there than just Disney, and they sell weed in stores. Or you can go to Florida, which is like the Walmart of the United States. I've been to both, but I don't know what's different between the parks. There may be a something or. Oh, it's it doesn't compare on the on the park level. It doesn't compare. It's 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 not uh, it's apples and oranges. It's not fair to California to compare the parks. Uh, Yeah, I mean, there is a week's worth of things to do at at the parks alone in in Florida, whereas you can knock out everything in California in a weekend pretty, pretty easily. Which yeah. is why I'll, I always go there. It's, that's perfect. Uh, absolutely. There's some place for it in this world. No yeah, doubt. That is perfect. You're not going to hear Disney employee number one sales month uh, of the year. President's Disagree. Club. Yeah, President's Club <laughs> sales guy Jason badmouth Disneyland. <laughs> I do love I love I love what Disneyland offers. And most of it is related to the things outside of Disney like like Ryland said. I mean, you're in Southern California. It's great. You can go to Roscoe's Chicken and Waffles right across the street from Disney. 
great chicken and waffles. Hang out. It's very low key. Ride a few rides. Speaking of chicken and waffles, you guys, we haven't talked about how the Cowboys season ended, oh, and we Jesus. haven't even addressed the Mavericks possibly signing the Kyrie Irving or trying because to trade. All any of this does is make you happy for all the things you're like. Fuck. The he Cowboys. was smiling. He was smiling when he said it, dude. Did you see yeah. him? You're, He's such a dick. Yeah, I mean. And oh, look at little red Riding Hood. Look at little red Riding Hood. Serve your purpose. Your your your. All this does is serve your darker nature. What, what do you of mean? Not wanting what? us to enjoy our local teams. Hands in the air. What do you mean? I, I, I'm just asking questions here. I'm he's. I'm just asking question guy now. Can I? Can <laughs> yeah. I? We don't need to have a sports conversation. Nobody's listening anymore. Can I just point out one thing that nobody says about this stupid Kyrie Irving? potential which i don't even think it's that great of a potential but nobody says this and i think it's because luka Doncic is not black and i'm not trying to be that guy but it's black history month i think people think he's different than he actually is because he looks like ben siever the level of egotistical asshole you have to be to get that worked up and charged off of shit talking the way he does, which I love, yeah, by the way, I am not here to disagree or say like, hey, I, I think it, it bleeds over into him bitching at the refs a little too much, although he's gotten better about that. But the overall just like fuck you mentality and shit talking mentality that he has, I think gets kind of softened around the edges because he looks the way he looks okay well yeah because he's young and he just looks like the, yeah I, I totally yeah he's in that category of whereas if you star yeah. but if he was but if he looked like john morant i think even then it would be like looked at differently so if if you change the way he looked and he still acted the same i think everybody would be like there's no way kyrie irving is getting along with that dude there's no way that dude is getting along with Kyrie Irving. I don't I, think it's happening. Yeah, I foresee a situation where Kyrie Irving misses three games for a questionable uh, whatever phase that he's going through because it's always something. And I'm not even here to talk about like, oh, I disagree with him or I don't like the stuff he said. Just go back to 2016, look at the game play, games played, and then watch the roller coaster fall. It's always since something. 20, it's always something. And that dickish shit talking high level asshole competitor is going to look over at that person and be like, what do you mean? Him. He's what, do, what does he mean? Yeah. What do you mean? He's not coming on the road trip. What do you mean? He's, he's not going to be here this week. And I, it's just going to turn into an absolute clown circus show. And the idea that people are so desperate around here to just w feel like they, they need that, that second person to be next to Luca so that they can full on cheer for the Mavericks. I think it's got them blind to this idea that Luca is somebody that he's not actually, and it's not going to be a good idea to put a clown next to a killer. I don't think people, I just don't think people care to think about it that deeply. I think people are mad that they have not a generational talent, but a multi-generational talent. And it's not even fun to watch the team play. And I think what they they just want any kind of hope that something can happen to make them want to watch the team. Because I'm telling you, as somebody that watches 90% of the games, it's not a fun watch. He is out there doing amazing, crazy, blow-your-mind shit on a micro level every night, 
and nobody's seeing it and nobody's talking about it. A, because of Bally, and B, because it's hard as hell to watch the team play because all the other guys are so undermanned. Every team we play, they have – you take their best player off the team and you take Luca off our team, and they have three or four starters that are all better than our best guy outside of Luca every night when you compare the rosters. It's insane. It's, it's, it's ridiculous. It's, it's, Mark Cuban should be embarrassed. I mean, all those years we talked about Dirk didn't have people pale in comparison to what we've seen in the last five seasons here. I, I mean, this guy, all of his pride, all of his billionaire pride, I can't believe he's not on TV or on the radio or talking to Tim McMahon and saying, I'm embarrassed because he should be. Rather, this is he's not saying, the same guy that owned the team 22 years ago. It's not. He, he's it's an old rich that- man. He's and, saying and, the kid and, and ever and I don't know if he has pictures of people or what because no one wants to call him out on his bullshit. Not even the, the, in the slightest do people want to call him out on his b- bullshit that he's always right all the time. No, it doesn't matter telling, how bad they screw something up. He will try to he'll devote all his energy to proving to everyone why their logic was sound, and very few people call him out on it, if any. You he's got everybody fucking under his three wing. Times. Like, I'm with him. He's saying I pissed you off three times. I'm with him. No. I don't think there's. Yeah. I think I was. I would think I was very early out on the uh, Mark Cuban. Uh, doesn't really deserve some of the praise that he gets for the resume uh, that he's put out there. I will say but he I, used to say and do the right things that made you at least have faith that he was trying. And they won a title, and he stopped. Now he's he's right about he, everything. Even in that title, he's not going to tell you it was, oh, because we had a superstar or, oh, because we had a system in place and we knew the kind of team we were building. Even that title, they openly admit we caught lightning in a bottle. He, yeah, he's not like Jerry. He's He was better about you know being a little more acknowledging in terms of the it's not a shot at it, but it, just to be clear it's not a shot at Dirk yeah. on my part I'm not saying but that since then no it was everything came together but since then it's been ludicrous it's just ridiculous his energy just goes to trying to prove everybody that he's right and he's smarter than everybody else I'm sorry I don't care how many great awesome people work for the guy or are adjacent to the guy or what he's done we're at that point the man's 64 years old and he's acting like an old rich guy I do want to give him credit because I saw Chandler Parsons is now some sort of podcast pundit. And uh, it wasn't that long ago that everybody was telling me that we got a max Chandler Parsons and he didn't do that. So good job, Mark. Certainly would have, if not for the micro fracture, what a shitty way to end the podcast. Fuck Chandler Parsons. Say something funny real quick for everybody. Do a bit. Um, did you do a bit? I don't have a bit lined up to end the show. You started with one. Do one now. Tell your mom to go put on a Luka Doncic jersey and run around the house. Hey, I support like- the team. I still am a season ticket holder. I was at the game on Thursday. Put on a Luka Doncic jersey. Maybe, maybe nothing underneath. You know what I mean, Mom? Yeah, you know what I'm saying? I thought that, I thought that was implied. I don't well, know it wasn't. Needed. It wasn't implied. Okay. Put on, hey mom, get your button up uh, business cash shirt and put on a Luca jersey over that with Guarantee your jeans. you most moms are wearing a white t shirt underneath their jersey. Guarantee it. You don't want the boobs hanging out. <laughs>
Tell your mom to listen and bring the bread. <laughs>